Hi, I'm Robin Birkin and welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hello, Fertility Warriors, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Fertility Warriors. I am your host, Robin Birkin, and I'm so, so grateful that you're tuning in today. I have a special guest for us. I know that you guys loved my last episode on finances, so I have invited another fabulous person here today to chat with us all about all of the money stuff related to infertility. I am here today to welcome my good friend, Devon Baeza. Now, she is one of my besties in this community. So just like you guys form connections on Instagram and things like that, so do all the people who have like blogs and podcasts and YouTube channels and things like that. So let me tell you a little bit about Devon. She has a degree in finance, but she's also a life coach. So that means that she knows like all of the stuff about finance, all of the stuff about like how fucked up we get in the head about our own stuff. But she's also a fertility warrior. She's an endometriosis warrior. Uh, She's had success on her journey. She's had more IUIs than you can count on one hand. And she joins me in the White Pants Club. We've both now had hysterectomies, which has its good and its bad points. But today we're going to talk all about five money mistakes you might be making right now. And Devon is like a freaking magician. Like the stuff that she says is like, you just find money, you discover like ways to save money, all of these really interesting things. And this stuff, seriously, I worked with a life coach earlier at the beginning of the year. And I always think, don't trust someone who is not invested in their continuing education. And I worked with a life coach and she said to me like, Robin, let's talk about money. And I was like, no, 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 no. I'm sweet with money. And then she was like, let's just dive a little bit further. And then I was like, OMG, there's all these mistakes that I'm making. So it's a really, really interesting topic. You may not have heard about it too much, but Devin's going to explain it all to us. And she's going to talk to us about, you know, the five mistakes we might be making with our money. So I'll stop talking now. Welcome, Devin. (laughs) Thank you, Robin. I'm super, super excited to come and talk to you guys today about money or fertility finances, because it's such a huge stressor during our fertility journeys, but it's also a huge taboo and people get uncomfortable talking about this. So you mix together conversations about sperm count in your uterus with, you know, money. And there's just not a lot of people talking about exactly what we're going to talk about today. Oh, which is why I love that you talk about it because this is just it. Like in our groups and things like that, I feel like we get desensitized to all of the too much information stuff, but it's still fucking awkward to talk about the cost of all of this. Mm-hmm. It gets really uncomfortable. And I think part of that is society, but also a lot of it goes back to 
the way you're raised, Mm -hmm. your history with money. And so it's really interesting that during our fertility struggles, so many parts of our lives get magnified, you know, things that aren't going well because we're so stressed physically, emotionally, uh, you know, hormonally, our relationships, and then our money. So it comes up, it comes to the surface and it becomes a huge problem. And so I love taking this time to really dive deep into what is working for you and what isn't. And now is the best possible time to make positive changes in your life while you're working on your future family, because the work you do now can serve you forever. Yep. That is so true. And like the stuff that you teach I love that you focus on money. Once you have these aha moments as well, I feel like they can like extend throughout your whole life when you have these aha moments. Yeah, absolutely. And it's really, it's kind of funny, honestly, how, how little time I spend talking about numbers, specifics of money with my clients. When you dig under the surface there, you figure out that your money issues are not about money at all. And when you start doing the work to improve your money mindset, to manifest more, it really has implications on all of your life and improves every area of your life and vice versa. When you start shifting energy in other areas of your life, you can also improve your financial situation. So there's, it's certainly all interconnected and it's all really, really important work that's worth taking the time to do. And it's so good. Like I was watching one of your like webinars just recently though there's really practical financial stuff in there like the thing that you put on the fridge when you're saving for your goals you just have to go follow Devin to get it yourselves but really practical tips for saving money making money finding money basically getting the money to fund your very expensive and deservedly so reproductive endocrinologists and fertility specialists they know their shit. They're working in like a really oh, like hard industry. They deserve, they earn every penny. The ones who I follow on Instagram are like working insane hours, but it doesn't make it any easier on us. This shit is expensive. It is. And the thing is, no matter what route you take, it really adds up. Once you have moved past the place of, okay, we're not going to have a baby for free. <laughs> What's next? which is sometimes the first block to work through, you know, even if it's just supplements, even if it's just clearing out your cleaning products and buying natural ones, if it's adding in acupuncture, if it's doing, you know, online courses like yours about what you should be eating about your mindset work, there's all of these things that we have to pay for and it's okay there is money available. There's money that is trying to come to you right now to make your future family possible. And that's the work I like to do because I just can't stand money being what stops someone from motherhood. That's unacceptable to me. Oh, I love that quote. And I totally agree. And I always come back to when I think about things, I always think like time is not a renewable resource, but money is a renewable resource. So On that note, everyone listening, I guarantee that I make all of these five mistakes that Devin's had to tell us, but you're going to talk to us about five money mistakes that we're making right now that can be impacting our chances of conceiving a baby. 
So yeah. I'm going to stop talking so much. Oh, you're fine. Okay. So let's dive into one we already touched on. The number one mistake is thinking that your money issues are about money. Mm -hmm. So money is a really easy thing to focus on during fertility struggles. And one of the reasons that happens is because it is tangible. Mm -hmm. It is something that you can look at in a bank account and say, I have X amount. This is how much I don't have. It's an easy thing to say, I want to make more of when everything else going on in our lives at this time is very intangible. Mm-hmm. You know, you're hoping for a baby that you don't have yet. You're working on hormones, but you can't, you know, you can't hold those in your hand. Like it's still this sort of intangible thing. You're working with possibilities and hopes for the future, but that's not something that you can physically touch. And so money is an easy thing to focus on and it starts to take on symbolic meanings. So all of a sudden you're hyper-focused on the money because you can control it Mm. and whether you're going to spend five bucks at Starbucks or whether you're putting $5 towards your next gonal F pin, you know, like you can control it. And when we feel really out of control at this time in our lives, we are grasping at straws. We are looking for anything that we have a say so in. And so we start to focus on the money when the money struggles. Uh, Honestly, it has nothing to do with money. So you're saying that like in a time where we feel like everything is out of our control, it feels like what we do and don't do gives us like this almost like a false sense of control? Yeah, only it's, I don't think that it is completely a false sense of control. I think that there is an element there and I, and I don't think that that's a bad thing. So I'll be honest with you. I remember going, going through this process. I went through years of treatment, IUI, eventually IVF, and I was hyper-focused on the money mm-hmm. and I blamed it on, well, my degrees in finance and I just like numbers but I was having, I was really struggling. (laughs) I'm a total money freak, total weirdo. I told, I gave myself that, you know, excuse, but I was having a really hard time spending the money on IUI. It started getting more and more expensive. The drugs were more and more expensive. And then it got to this moment where they said, you're going to have to do IVF. And it physically made me sick. I couldn't imagine spending what we didn't have the money first off. And then to, even if we had the money to spend our life savings, gambling on a baby, one chance for a baby, I, I just couldn't do it. I was so focused on the money and it took a lot of work and a lot of years and some hindsight. The money wasn't the problem. The problem was once I spent that money, what was gone? Mm. My chance at motherhood. My hope for this baby, my hope for our own future, my happiness. I was completely convinced I would never be happy if I didn't become a mother. And so what was I really risking? $20,000 that I could make again in my lifetime? No, I was risking my hope. And so when you start to peel back the layers and think about what else does this money represent to me? 
then you can take the steps to address those underlying issues. And all of a sudden you feel much more able to spend the money. And then you also sort of unkink the hose in the universe and allow money to flow more easily to you. So I know that that's a big concept, but I like to start with that because I want people to consider if your money issues were about something else, what else might they be about? And just be open to the possibilities and what comes to you. Yeah. And I feel like if you all just like listen to that or even just rewind and listen to that again and just let it sink in, I feel like there would be a lot of common themes in there. And so many of my listeners, whether you think it now or don't, people who are used to working hard equals success, like this black and white, like put in this many hours, get this much. We're used to being able to control our circumstances. We are total perfectionists, type A's. We write the list, we get it done. And then we're in this, like, like you said, it's a gamble. It's uncertain. That gives me anxiety. I like, I freaking hate the the unknowing of it, but you're right. Like so often it's not about the money. So what is number two? So number two, when you're talking about common themes that come up, I see common themes as well in the women I work with and in this population. And I will say that another money mistake that costs people money is not having enough information. Mm -hmm. So this can look a little different than you think. It doesn't mean that you have no idea about fertility, but sometimes we go to a doctor And they tell us something and we take it as the gold standard, the only truth. Everything they just said is the facts. And this is what you're basing your decisions on. And that can be a mistake because we are already in a place of doubting ourselves. Whatever we've done so far hasn't worked. We show up to the doctor's office and they have 10 degrees on the wall and they obviously know what they're doing. And we just accept whatever they say is the only way to go. And what they're saying might cost you a lot of money. (laughs) It might be the most expensive option. It might not take into account your specific circumstances, your health history, you know, everything. It might not take all of that into account. So especially people who go to the gynecologist first and start treatment based on what they have to say and assume that they're an expert in fertility. You know, the gynecologist you've been seeing since you were 16 might not be an expert in Chinese medicine, might not be an expert, you know, in your underlying PCOS mixed with your thyroid disorder. Like they're not an expert in all things, which is okay. None of us are, but don't base a super expensive medical decision off one person's opinion. Yep. At the very beginning, when we first started chatting, you talked about, you know, like, We inherit some of this shit from our parents. And I feel like in society, and again, like rightly so, doctors are true professionals at what they do, but you can feel really disempowered walking into a doctor's office that the first thing you just get bamboozled and it's almost like your rational brain goes out the door. You've hit the nail on the head as well with a lot of what we talk about on the podcast is like, if you go to your regular gynecologist, they may see endometriosis once every three months. Whereas a reproductive endocrinologist, fertility specialist, 
probably sees about four people a day with endometriosis. So you're much likely to get like a better outcome, somebody who's dedicated to just looking at that piece of research and things like that. So number two is not having enough information, which is totally, totally right. So what do we do in that? So try to use our rational brains, I imagine. Yeah. So I think that that you got to take the pressure off of yourself. You don't need to make a decision in that moment, in that office. You're allowed to have a day to think and call them back. You're allowed to have a week to think. And I know when you are already pressed for time and you are ready to be pregnant like yesterday, you just want to go, 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 make decisions, make this happen. But give yourself a little distance, a little time to consider what they said and get a second opinion. The worst that's going to happen is that they say the exact same thing. And now you have two REs that are completely in agreement with your treatment protocol and you feel fantastic moving forward. They might say different things. And now you can see what seems right to you, what feels right to you. Um, You have something to compare. And the only thing that holds people up is thinking they don't have enough time, which in the grand scheme of things, I promise a week will not make the difference. You won't care if your kid is born on January 5th or on January 14th. And you know, it's a week of your life. Yeah. Take the time. It's take your time. But also if it costs money to get a second opinion, that's okay. So some people will give you that free consultation and some people will charge a couple hundred dollars. Then some people will put that towards your treatment. That $300 for a second consultation will be the best money you've ever spent. Be okay with spending it. This journey is going to cost you some money. We're going to work through those money blocks and issues. Tell yourself, this is part of the cost of having this baby. It's included in the cost. Get a second opinion. Yeah. And the alternative is that you could end up having a million and one treatments, spending a number of years doing treatments, and then going to get a second opinion way down the line, which could be the exact, like, again, it could be the exact same thing, but it could be then something different. And you're like, why didn't we do this earlier? So I love that one. And what is number three? So number three is like the flip side of that coin. So not having enough information is one problem, but if you flip that coin over, having too much information can also be a problem and it can cost you because let's be honest, Google (laughs) is an amazing tool and it is also the devil. And I would Google my medical issues. I mean, like it was a full-time job like 40 hours a week. It was insane. So of course, part of that was what we were talking about earlier, control, right? Mm -hmm. And having something to do, just having something to physically be able to do became sort of addicting for me. But when you go into your do-it-yourself research overdrive mode, all of that knowledge can actually stop you from making progress because it's hard to make a decision when you have 10,000 options available to you. Mm -hmm. what happens when we get overwhelmed is we shut down completely. Yeah. So sometimes you realize how much things could cost, or you see horror stories on your, you know, Facebook group, infertility Facebook groups, and it scares you to the point of doing nothing. Or sometimes you've, you know, come up with a hundred different supplements you are convinced you now need (laughs) and you total those (laughs) up. 
and you're like, this is going to cost me $5,000 a month. Screw it. I'm going to go, you know, drink my diet Coke and fuck you all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fuck all of this. I'm going back to the way life used to be when I didn't have to worry about any of this and it didn't cost me anything. Yeah. And so it'll stop people. Yeah. And I think that's really funny because I feel like there might be like the people who listen to this podcast, like warriors out there, I want you to screenshot this episode and tell me if this is you, may have been looking at when when you're on number two with I don't like have enough information and they'll be like, no, that's not me. And then now number three is too much information and I'd be like, ha, gotcha. (laughs) And I definitely feel like this was me and like I'd be sitting there under the sheets in the bed so I wouldn't wake up Ross just like looking for one more article looking and like you google success stories or failure stories and that kind of thing that you look for and then you just yeah you get overwhelmed and you get you convinced that you have like things going on that are possibly not going on and yeah I can totally see how that can stop you from making decisions and things like that But I also feel like I guess the opposite to that is trust or the antidote to that is a little bit of trust and surrender. And we talk about this a lot in the Fertility Warrior Intensive. This whole like we I think we have one or two modules completely dedicated to surrender and trust. But I feel like sometimes that's really, really hard because that means like the ones of us who are the ones who are clinging on to like all the information, like I need to have all the information and be fully prepared and I need all this stuff, I feel like we're the ones who struggle the most to just loosen our grip a little bit. Yeah, no, I that was completely me too. And it took me uh, some, I would say some really dark moments and dark days to realize that surrender was not the same as giving up. Yeah. And that letting go didn't mean I was letting go of my goals, of my dreams. It didn't mean I wasn't going to make it happen. It just meant I was releasing uh, the the feelings of intense struggle inside my body. Felt like a physical fight. And sometimes all you have is your fight, your grit, your determination to not let this win, and it consumes you. And I will say when feeling informed goes into feeling consumed, obsessed, overwhelmed, it's gone too far. Mm -hmm. Having some boundaries in place can be really helpful. So I'm not going to tell you not to Google. I'm not stupid. I know you're going to do that anyways. (laughs) But what I will say and what ended up helping me was to put a time limit on it. Mm -hmm. So I would start Googling at 1117 on the couch, on my phone. And I would tell myself, I have to stop at noon. I'll give myself to the end of the hour and then I have to go do something else, Mm -hmm. especially if it's like something physically in your body, you know, like dance class became my favorite. You're doing your, your yoga series, those sorts of things. Or when my husband was home, I would set a time limit on how long we were allowed to talk about it. So I would say for half an hour, let me purge. Let me state all the thoughts I've had today. Let me tell you all the research that I've come up with, what I think we should do next. Let me get it out of my system. And then we'll stop talking about it and talk about other parts of our lives. And so that to to maintain during that time was helpful for me. And especially when you're already overwhelmed with the financial struggles and feeling so stressed about what this is going to cost, you have to be really cognizant 
of when that anxiety is spinning out of control. Yeah. And I guess having, you know, the self-awareness to know when your obsessiveness is preventing you from moving forward on your journey and preventing you from like, as we just said, money is a renewable resource. When you are stopping yourself from making decisions that you know, like sometimes we know that things that will help us. We can be, and I like it's a woman thing that we know sometimes that like emotionally, for example, we're at rock bottom, but we're so paralyzed by all of the money that it feels like is coming out. We know that we refuse to see a therapist or we refuse to take that yin yoga class or we refuse to do a course like the intensive because we've got that obsessiveness. We want to have that, you know, illusion of control and we're just feeling, yeah, overwhelmed by everything that we can't. It's like we can't get ourselves to the next step because we're too scared of everything that's going on. Well, and that's a perfect segue into mistake number four, which is one of the biggest ones. And that's making decisions based on fear. That's fear during infertility, during our fertility struggles is huge. I mean, you're so scared that you'll never have a family or your future isn't going to be what you dreamed of. You're getting scary tests back. You might be getting medical diagnosis that you've you didn't have before. You might be finding out stuff about yourself that you had no idea was going on or that was wrong. And there's just so much fear involved. And so when you start seeing the money coming out, you get really scared about the fact that you won't have enough or that you're going to have to spend everything you have. This is an interesting fear that comes up for clients. They sometimes they have the money. They literally have money and they're scared to spend it because then they won't have money to raise the baby. So they're already worried about raising a baby that they don't have yet. And that is a financial struggle and a money block for them to even spend the money in the first place to have the baby. Yeah. Yeah. When you start saying these things out loud, you realize, okay, I've taken this too far. But when these thoughts are just spinning in your head, you know, it's, they're really hard to stop and they're hard to analyze. And so it's, you make decisions based on fear that there isn't enough. And like you said, so there's so much research nowadays coming to light about the mind body connection and how much your success rates at getting pregnant using fertility treatments when you are working on the mindset piece. Mm -hmm. So you know, you're, I know the fertility warrior intensive, it might be going up in price, but this last time was three ninety seven. dollars mm, yep. That is ridiculously cheap compared to almost every medication here in the U S even for IUI, Never mind the IUI procedure, Never mind IVF. So you have these less expensive options that can enhance your chances and people still get scared to spend the money because they'll be like, well, that's money I could have put towards X, Y, or Z. Wouldn't you like to save yourself from ever having to do X, Y, and Z, you know, and feel good about the process while you're doing it? The fear is what stops people. If you dig deep enough, the fear is that there isn't enough. Mm -hmm. A scarcity mindset and a scarcity money block is so, so common for a lot of people, but especially for people struggling with fertility. Because 
we are put in a position where we're told there's a ticking clock. Mm -hmm. You don't have enough good eggs. Your husband doesn't have enough good sperm. The messages you're receiving are continually, there is not enough. It becomes very real. And you can make some expensive decisions, you know, that went the wrong way that you didn't have to make because you were just so scared that there wasn't going to be enough. Yeah. I feel like I almost need to let that sink in for a minute. Even whether we realize it or don't realize it, if there was one like word that would have described certainly my journey, but so many of our other journeys, it would have been fear. Like so much of us are ruled by fear on that journey. And like, it's what you said as well. It comes back to so much of like, um, not just our money stuff, but you know, everything that we believe in our lives comes back to how we were raised and our parents, they haven't done anything wrong, but it's like their beliefs and things like that. They carry across to our beliefs. And if we grow up feeling like our purpose in life is to become a mother and reproduce. And if we don't do that, then like this keywords again of not enough. I'm not enough of a woman. I'm not enough of a wife. I'm not enough of this. And so we get really ruled by fear. And again, we come back to the rational mind. I feel that we stop using our rational mind and it's all a gamble. And like I remember talking with Ross in Australia, it's not very common to transfer two embryos. I'm going off topic a bit, but I feel like it's helpful. Uh, sorry, Devin. Um, we had this big thing where in Australia we don't really transfer more than two embryos, right? And I was like, because um, I was 35, I was like, just transfer two fucking embryos. And Ross didn't come to the appointments with me because he runs his own business. He was working. I was like, that's cool. I've got this. You know, I've been through this rodeo before. I know how this all works. And so I was like signing all the paperwork. So I was like, yep, I give permission for two embryos. Just do two embryos. Yep, 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 yep. And then like it somehow came back to asking Ross and somehow they found out that Ross was like, no. Ross was like, no, just do one embryo. And I was like, no, no, just do two. And so they ended up, uh, like it ended up being like a thing that they found out and they needed to call Ross to find out. And I remember having this conversation with Ross that I was like, okay, here's the deal. Transfer two embryos and we've got a 40% chance of conceiving or transfer one embryo and have two shots at 30%. And we ended up transferring two because one of them was like a freaking dud. So they're like, whatever, we'll just chuck that one back in at the same time because it's pretty much a dud anyway. But this, like, <laughs> this is what it comes down to is it's all a gamble and it all comes back to using our rational mind. Like what is going to give me the best chance of success on this journey and not being ruled by fear when making that decision? Yeah, absolutely. Here's a little hack for you. Um, when you're deciding, I mean, those are big decisions, one embryo or two deciding, do we move on to IVF or do we do another IUI? I'll have people who are That's considering, yeah, should I do IVF or are we willing to adopt? Is it time to move on to adopt? Mm. So when you're making those big decisions and you want to sort of remove the fear and remove the money part of it and make sure you're making a decision not 
from a place of fear because we don't make good decisions when we're afraid. Just imagine that I show up to your house with one of those giant checks and it says, you know, here, here we are, you've won publisher's clearinghouse or whatever that crap is a hundred thousand dollars. I show up tomorrow and give you that money. What would you spend that money on? Would you say, yes, now I have the money for an IUI or would you say, screw IUI. Now we have the money for IVF. Mm -hmm. Or would you say, you know what, now that I have this money, I realize I don't emotionally, physically want to go through IVF again. Really? I'd rather, I think I'm ready to adopt. We have the money to adopt now. Let's do that. So consider you had the money, the money wasn't an issue. What decision would you be making? And I feel as well, tell me what your thoughts are, that we lose ourselves a little bit in this process that we need to kind of come back to like, how am I going? How am I feeling? What do I need in this moment? And like you said, well, what am I willing to do on this journey right now? What am I willing to go through? And like, it's built into us as females and things like that, that we just put ourselves last, but sometimes we need to put ourselves first. And sometimes we can be so ruled by the fear of this journey that, and so desperate to make this happen, that we can end up making like money mistakes. Like it can happen faster in other ways. Like you may still, like there was a point on my journey where I was like, actually, you know what? This is just how I make babies. Like this is just the transaction. Fine, whatever. Other people have it for free and they just have a romp in the bedroom with some like champagne and a dirty movie. But <laughs> I was like, no. Well, now we know, now we know what your date nights are like. I say this all the time. When we started trying to conceive was at the time that Fifty Shades of Grey came out Um, and like there was no red room, there was no whips, there was none of that. But I did, like I went to one of these shops, I bought the sexy underwear. Like I was totally feeling it until I like month after month, it was like, wow, wow. The underwear gets a little less sexy over time. Yeah, yeah. But um now I've lost my point because all I can think about is Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, and I, I think while you're talking about making sure you're considering yourself and your own needs and what you want during this time too, which I definitely know we could do a whole a whole other episode on. I think that when you start trying for a baby, you start shifting into motherhood. And that's one of the problems with men and women is that doesn't always happen the same for men. And that can come up in these struggles too. But you... Take the time when you're making these big decisions to consider what's good for you because you are your child's mother. When you are making decisions for you, you're taking care of your child's mother and you, you have to do that at every level. Now is the time to put yourself first, to take care of yourself, to make yourself and your future family, the priority, which I talked about on that last webinar. You know, if you need to cancel Christmas, cancel Christmas you don't need to dump money on other people right now. You need to put it towards yourself. Now is the time to start prioritizing you, you know, in in every way. And that includes financially as well. Like, I love that you said that. And obviously we don't talk about, neither of us talk about motherhood ever. And you'll all be pleased to know that neither of us will ever have surprise, like I'm pregnant, sorry, because of our treatments. But I love that you said that because I think one of the biggest lessons that I have learned in motherhood is that being a mother is not being a martyr, that actually being a really good mum is putting yourself first because then you're happier for your kids, you're more fulfilled and things like that. So 
I'll put a pin in that for another time. But I find the money stuff so freaking fascinating. Devon, do you feel like literally you've just scratched the surface of this? Oh my gosh. Yes. And that's the problem, honestly, is like, we have to put time limits on podcasts because I could talk about this stuff all day, every day. (laughs) It's like, it's, it's all I do. I'm completely obsessed with it because it's so important. It's so prevalent. And it is so during this time it comes up and it needs to be dealt with and people just aren't dealing with it. And so I have a 30 day program, fertile money method, and we dive into talking about our money memories, where our money blocks come from, which you're talking about earlier, the stuff we inherit from our parents, uh, and even just generational traumas. And then the process to release, forgive those and open yourself up, which brings me to the last one. Number five is that during this time, when we're so focused on control and what we can do and making it happen and thinking we're the only ones who can, we think that saving money and working harder for more money is enough. But what you're missing out on is manifesting, Mm, which is the most fun, the easiest way. And it's really important work that translates into other part of our life. It's enjoyable. So that is the part that I want to tell people is possible because it's certainly the piece no one is mentioning. And you can get really hyper-focused on cutting every cost on, you know, never eating out again and never spending money and then working a ton of overtime. And it might work or you might give up before you ever get there because it was so difficult and hard to do, mm-hmm. you know, or you might sabotage yourself along the way because you haven't dealt with any of your money blocks, any of your money issues, any of the stuff from your childhood. There's reasons that people don't end up successful. And I just want to tell you, it is possible. If you are determined to not let money stop you from motherhood, that no matter what it looks like, you're going to keep going until you get there. You will find the money to do it. It is on its way to you. You can make, save, and manifest money for fertility treatments which, you know, that's in my title. I'm the fertility finance coach. I help women make, save and manifest money because it is absolutely possible for you. And that's what I want the takeaway to be. We found a way to pay for $30,000 worth of treatment cash. We then use everything we learned to pay off $50,000 worth of debt afterwards. The skills you learn during this time, the growth you have as a person, as a woman, as the mother you are becoming will serve you for the rest of your life. There is a purpose to everything you are going through and you are becoming exactly who you need to be. Mm, I love that so much. So first, last question is where can we find you? And then I'm going to, we're going to do a quick speed round. Real quick, because you got more interviews. So you can find me at devonbaeza.com. That's D-E-V-O-N, B as in boy, A-E-Z-A.com. And on there, I have... 15 crazy ways to make money to fund your fertility. So those are all ways that I have tried or that somebody else close to me has tried and verified. These are some fun, quick ways to make money. And then there's also a visual tool that will help you in your savings. So you were talking about that earlier, the thing I have posted on the fridge that I still use to this day to meet every money goal. So go get your freebie, get on my list. And then if you want to find me on Facebook, I'm at the Fertility Finance Coach. And then the same on Instagram, just with all those damn underscores, the underscore fertility, underscore finance, underscore coach. 
I love it. So are you ready for my speed round? Okay, I guess. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> What's for dinner tonight? I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> Do you have a book that you recommend everyone reads? Absolutely. Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass at Making Money. Oh, I've read You Are a Badass. Like if someone ever asked, one day someone will interview me and ask me what my favorite book is. And my favorite book is Jen Sincero, You Are a Badass. So I need to read that one. Oh, I love that recommendation. And what is your favorite like quote or affirmation? Oh God, I have to pick one. I'll let you pick two if you must, if you need to. I have so many. My phone is just full of quotes. I don't, I like, well, I'm just going to go with the one we're talking about today. You know, money should not be what stops you from motherhood. Oh, I love it. Yep. I really love that one. That's really <laughs> very appropriate for today. I'm going to quote my damn self. <laughs> do it. Do it. Um, it shouldn't. Um, okay. Very, very last question today is if there is something that you could kind of like scream or like one message you could give to fertility warriors, what would it be? You're going to be okay. Mm. It doesn't feel like it right now, but I promise you having been through this and on the other side of it, it's not always going to be this hard and you are going to be okay. Oh, thank you so much for your words of wisdom. Literally, I feel, Devin, like we've just scratched the surface of this and I'm so, so pleased. Devin is going to be jumping into our membership to conduct a masterclass mm -hmm. and we'll definitely be catching up with Devin in the near future. Devin is one of my amazing mates in this industry. So if you're following me on Instagram, if you're following Devin, then you'll definitely come across her certainly on my Instagram and things like that. So thank you so much for joining us today. And guys, make sure you go on and check out Devin's freebies that she has for you. There's some super practical stuff in there and some kind of crazy stuff like living on an island for a year. You've got to follow Devon to find all that out for yourself. So thank you again for joining us. Thank you, Robin. It was so fun. Um, and I'm just so happy to come and be able to serve your community as well. We'll catch you at the next episode, guys, and make sure that you screenshot this episode and share it on Instagram. Tag us so that we can both share it to our Instagram as well. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinbirkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.